In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is CSID? The little part of South India that most of us come from, called Kerala, is a place which talks a lot about Christian tradition. They say it was Jesus' own disciple, St. Thomas, who came all the way to Kerala as early as AD 52 to 55 to preach the gospel. And the church has been in existence ever since. But then, the basic growth of the church happened with the missionary movement. After the Great Enlightenment, missionaries from all over the world, as part of the colonial world's moving out, went across. And missionaries came to India, to South India, and established churches. The Church Mission Society came, they established churches. The London Mission Society came, they established churches. The Baptist Mission Society came, they established churches. There were several other mission agencies from different parts of the world that came and established churches. As part of the independence movement, one important question that our parents asked was this. Well, you call yourself Anglican, you call yourself Presbyterian, you call yourself Congregational, you call yourself different other names. Where are Christians here? They said, disunity among churches is the greatest scandal that we could ever have in a context where Christianity is a minuscule minority. They started talking about coming together. But unfortunately, nowhere in the world had the Anglicans and the non-Anglicans had communion. So there, as early as 1903, all the non-Anglicans came together. They called what we call today the SIUC, the South India United Church. And after the formation of the South India United Church in 1908, the Edinburgh Conference of Missions happened in 1910, where the important question that was discussed was part of the committee arrangement where they said, one mission agency, if you are working in one particular area, another mission agency shouldn't go there and work in the same area. There should be some agreement among mission agencies. But at the same time, at the same meeting, Asian churches raised a very important question. We cannot afford to have divided churches. That's where Bishop V.S. Asaria and a few of the Indians together said, Let's talk about a united church in India. They came back. The idea did not sell well. It took nine years for them to actually meet together to talk about it. In 1919, they met together in a place called Trangobar and talked about church union, church unity. How do we know? Go about it. There should be some basic understandings. It took another eight to nine years till they accepted the Lambeth Quadrennia. They said, well, We'll have four basic principles that we agree on. Some of the principles nobody else were willing to. And finally, as a miracle in the world in 1932, the Anglicans and the non-Anglicans agreed for the communion table to be shared. The non-Anglicans agreed that we will accept episcopate. We will accept priesthood. So quite a lot of discussions happened and the dream of unity went on. We said, 
we cannot have so many different divided churches in India, in South India. There should be one united church and they called it different names. People had to just give away their identities and Bishop Vasariya worked hard for it but died in 1948-45 without seeing the fruition. By the time others had taken it further, India's independence movement came closely and on the 27th of September, that is today, 1947, they decided to form the Church of South India. Four languages, entirely different. Four different traditions, the Presbyterians, the Anglicans, the Congregationalists and the Methodists, deciding together saying, we will form a united and uniting Church. Not easy. They said, let us try it out for first year, for first 10 years. The Anglicans were not willing to give away their Anglicanism. The Congregationalists were not willing to have communion every Sunday. There were different, different, difference of opinions. But then many people said, this was a miracle. A miracle after Pentecost that divided churches came together. Because 20 centuries of world history had several churches split, split for no reason. Satan was very, very easily accessible into fellowships that were knit together so closely, dividing them. Four people going away and saying, we will be a different church. But this was the other way around. People who were very different coming together and saying, we will now be a united church, a uniting church. An experiment that started for 10 years is today several years old, almost 70 now. And still going as a united and uniting church. The way we went on to Church of North India, formed in 1971. Church of Pakistan was formed. Church of Bangladesh was formed as united churches. Sri Lanka, the Church of Ceylon still exists. Ceylon, the name changed many years ago. But they reserved the name Church of Sri Lanka to the united church that would one day come. It's a dream. And today, even as we celebrate CSI Day, in Melbourne, as all these people who belong to this great church come together to form the CSI Church in Melbourne, we come out on a retreat thanking God for all our fathers and mothers who dreamt the dream of unity. We thank God for this Baptist Church which was happy to receive us to worship this morning. For a short meditation as we thank God for our fathers and mothers who dreamt about unity, for the later Visionary leaders who take it on. Bishop Leslie Newbegin said, This is an unfinished poem. The poem of unity has still to go on. This is an unfinished building. We have to complete building it. This is a half-written story. We have to write the rest of the story of unity of churches in the world. Nehemiah chapter 2, 17 to 20 was the Old Testament lesson read to us. Babylonian exile. Nehemiah was in the emperor's chamber. He was a cupbearer. And one day, somebody from his home country came, Hanani. And Nehemiah asked him, What is the state of our city, Jerusalem? And they said, Shameful. It is pathetic. The walls are all broken down. The gates are all burnt up. Nehemiah was very sad. That day morning when he went unto the king as the cup bearer, the king saw the pain in Nehemiah's eyes and said, Why are you sad? 
and he said, how can I but be sad when my little city is in ruins? And the king asked, is there anything I can do for you? And Nehemiah said, I want to go. I want to rebuild. So the king was compassionate. He agreed that Nehemiah could go, build the walls of Jerusalem, mend the gates of Jerusalem. Jeremiah prayed a long prayer. Lord, sure it is because of our fault this problems have happened. Now, I am going. Enable us to build. The text that was read to us, first we see, then events called together everybody. He says, Yeah, we see the distress we are in. How Jerusalem lies waste and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. The first thing I want to draw from this text is the ability to see brokenness. Ability to see brokenness. He says, see the distress we are in. See how Jerusalem lies waste. See how the gates are burned with fire. That's what our mothers and fathers saw. They said, this divided church is a broken church. This divided church is a dying church. This divided church is a church without a witness. And therefore, we should see dreams of unity. They were able to see the brokenness that was a reality. Even today, the first challenge that comes to us today is this. Many a times, we wash under the carpet the realities of the church and try to act as if everything is alright when we know everything is not alright with the church. Here, Jeremiah acknowledges there is brokenness. He acknowledges that the walls are somehow broken down. He acknowledges the gates are burned. In an ordinary house we know when the wall is broken down and the gates are burned, what will happen? Second, we see in the life of Nehemiah is this, the desire for restoration. He did not want Jerusalem to remain that way. He wanted the restoration of his city to the glory that is due to the city. Therefore, he called together everybody and said, Come, let us build up the walls of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. That's exactly what our fathers and mothers said. Come, let us build a united and uniting church. Come, let us build a united and uniting church. Thirdly, there is a joining together for a common mission. He went and Nehemiah did not try to do something alone, saying the Lord is with us and the King is with us. He did tell them, the hand of the Lord has been good to us. The words of the king has been gracious. Come, let us arise, let us build. So a group of people together strengthen their hands for the good work. We thank the Lord for Nehemiah. We thank the Lord for the rebuilding of the wall. At the same time, at every celebration of CSI Day, the church looks back and thanks the Lord for all those fathers and mothers, named and unnamed, who dreamed 
about the United and Uniting Church. The fourth important thing that we learn is the strength to overcome opposition. The Sanballat and his coteries, they were all around. They heard it, they laughed at it and despised it saying, you cannot do it. It is just impossible. There were several people jeering, several people laughing, several people teasing. But yet, despite that, Nehemiah said, come, let us build. Bishop Asriya and all those who worked with him, it was never easy to talk about a united church. Talk about giving up. Talk about joining hands. Talk about strengthening. Talk about something new. Many people said that's not possible because in a world of division, they say only divisions would prevail. But then they saw through all opposition. And finally, it's the confidence in the provisions of God. Nehemiah tells them, the task looks big. The wall is big. The gates are all fallen. We are few in number. We are not in power of authority. But, he said, the God of heaven, he will bless us. We, his servants, will surely arise and build. The scholars will have no memorial left in Jerusalem. The story of the United and Uniting Church of the CSI is also a familiar story. This morning, when we join this beautiful congregation here in Kahuna, thanking God for our fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters, who saw the scandal of the broken walls and burned gates of the divided witness of the church. We thank the Lord for all who, trusting in God, were bold and courageous to say, Come, let us arise and build. The world may say, Unity is impossible, but let us dream impossible dreams and let us live our dreams. We thank God for all who joined in giving out something, everything, including their names, their identities, their properties, their traditions to form the United Church. We thank God for the strength they had to overcome the discouraging forces. There were many, many discouraging forces. We thank God for the faith they had in God to say, He is a God who would make the impossible possible. He is a God who changed the minds of people so that they would also follow us in this dream of unity. And even as we this morning, brothers and sisters, celebrate our CSI day, do we see the brokenness of our walls? Do we see gates that have burned up? Is there within us a deep desire for restoration? Are we willing to put our hands together and say, come, let us rebuild? Do we have the resilience to withstand all the criticisms from around, jeering from above? Do we trust in a God for whom nothing is impossible? Even as we celebrate CSI Day in this little church, the little message that we want to leave with you is this. It's a message of hope. A message of a God who can turn impossibilities into possibilities. A God who gives us dreams, 
tells us to live our dream and promises I will see those dreams come true. And at every CSI day we make a pledge. Lord, enable us to commit ourselves to unity. And even if I am unable to do anything towards unity, let not anything come from me that causes disunity. Let not anything come from me that causes disunity. Shall we in silence commit ourselves, our personal lives, our family lives, and all our dear ones into God, God's hands in prayer. Let us in silence pray and praise the Lord for churches all over that the dream of unity would be a true dream that the united and uniting churches would instill into the world all around us. Let's pray.